0: Welcome to Tournament and Tea Break. We are galloping, galloping, I say, towards the end of Wimbledon 2018, but we still have a few matches to go. You are listening to Roz Satar And Chris Otto. Hurrah! Okay, so we had, it was a, well, it was a strange day, wasn't it? Who were we going to start with?
1: I thought we talked about starting with the men, though the women are on my mind.
0: Okay. <laughs> That's a little ominous. Okay, let's start with the men because obviously it's the uh men's semifinals tomorrow. So, uh hit me. Hit me with your stat me up, mate.
1: All right. So, Kevin Anderson, John Isner, we expect a war of tiebreaks, a battle oh. of attrition, hard serving, hot dumping, big <laughs> tall 13 and a half foot of bomb serving madness, four tiebreakers. <laughs> I don't know. It, it should be good. It's a great opportunity for both players. Um, yeah. I think a lot of during that match, we'll probably all be giddily looking forward to the second, the main event. We're talking. <laughs> we'll be watching the undercard with our eyes on this Rafa and Novak meeting at Wimbledon. Their first meeting there since 2011. It's it's kind of like Novak's return to a Grand Slam semifinal. It's really exciting. It's hard not to look past the the, the bomb serving battle, which I'm sure will be great.
0: You really think this is going to be great?
1: I think it's going to be where we have low expectations for it. I think it might end up um, surpassing those expectations and, and being a good match.
0: Okay. When, when you say great, what I think of is that time when, you know, when you're grating cheese and you rub your fingers accidentally against the grating thing and right, like right. you end up grating your knuckles. Uh-huh. That's how great I think this match is going uh, to be.
1: Yeah, it might not be too great.
0: It's... <laughs> All right, so the big question is... Can Kevin Anderson a back up his win over Roger Federer because that's going to have to have released a lot of adrenaline, and we know sometimes what happens is you have a massive win like that, and then it you just fizzle like a moth that's burnt its wings on a light bulb. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's nice, I think he can. I think he's he's shown a lot making the U.S. Open final last year. Mm-hmm. Showed a lot by getting past Federer, saving the match point. Gutting it out in the fifth, getting all the way to eleven eleven, and then kind of he's the one who outlasted Federer. Federer broke down in those final two games, played really poorly. Anderson didn't. You think you would think it would be the opposite? So he's obviously in a good place in, in, with regard to nerves. So I got him tab as a slight favorite. How about you?
0: I have him definitely um, the favorite. He's got the experience of playing at this level. It was all a very new to him. Um, When he played at the US Open and then, as we saw, he just capitulated to Rafael Nadal. I think this is going to give him a lot more uh, confidence. Grass obviously suits that kind of game. I mean, Isner's playing great tennis. He won his first Masters uh, earlier this year um, and he seems to sort of come of age, although he is fairly elderly anyway you know he's 33 exactly um even yeah even though he has that baby face goofy look about him um however you know it is a big thing for him and i just think that anderson's gonna have a little more experience and a little more grounding yeah
1: it's look isner's been playing awesome best best tennis of his life by far He's gonna to be tough to break. He has not been broken yet. He saved all seven break points he faced. He's in a really good space, um, playing well at the net. He's he's gonna be the aggressor. He's gonna to look to not get into long rallies, where I think Anderson's a lot more comfortable, kind of thumping at the baseline. So you're gonna see you're gonna see his new try and serve and volley a little bit. He's done that over like about 150 times in this tournament already. You're going to see him try to work and get to net. And you're going to see Anderson have opportunities to make passes, and I think he's capable of that. And that might be the little tiny edge that gets him a break point or two, and maybe he'll actually convert one.
0: I mean, I've always thought that Anderson had, you know, has got a net game. I think he just prefers not to come in. But against Monfils, I was particularly um, impressed with his movement. Actually, to be honest, I mean, Monfils is the kind of player that's going to get you, drive you crazy, send you all over the court. And I was really impressed with how Anderson moved, how he had had that variety. Even though that might not be his most natural thing, he does have it. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to hear that um, that Isna's coming into the net a lot more. He, he, for me, he doesn't traditionally serve and volley. He no, has that. He, he does that. Has that. You know. He won't volley, but he'll run around his forehand yeah. to. You know. So it's kind of when I grow up, I'm going to be a volley, but I'm not quite there. And I think that um, I think that he's going to tie himself in, in knots. But I do think this is going to be. Uh, like a 75, 76 maybe a 6-4 if we're lucky, but it's going to be like one break in it all the way, and it's going to be whoever sort of blinks first. Yeah, um, I think we're talking four sets, even possibly
1: five. I also think we can throw out the head-to-head. It's Isner 8-3. Something like I, that. I just think they are completely different parts, phases of their career right now. Like we said, Isner's playing the best tennis of his career, they met on grass at Queens. I think it was oh eight. I mean, you can just throw that out as well because Anderson has developed so much over the last year, and now Isner's into a new phase of his career. I think everything they did before where maybe they underachieved, given how well they can serve and play. Mm. You know, particularly on grass. I think you can just throw it out. I think it's you know.
0: When was the last time they played? Oh, I can't I, remember, but I mean, I know that Isner's won either. like the the last five. I think so. Anderson's got a snap it like a five match losing streak
1: yeah which I think will be no problem I, I don't think the history matters much with
0: this rivalry okay no worries. Um, as you said, though, the main event, I like it, the undercard and the main event, yeah. um, is going to be an equally long match, we think. Uh, Nadal and Djokovic. Djokovic's been tested a couple of times. He dropped a set to Kyle Edmund. He did. Uh, he dropped a set to Keanu Shikori. Um, whereas uh, Rafa dropped both of his sets to um, to D'Apotro. So, in terms of set lossage, they're the same. However... Rafa's going to have a five-setter in his legs. And um, I'm just wondering how that's going to affect him. I think we are in for a long match because I think Djokovic is coming into the kind of form that we've seen him before. He might not quite be at his very, very best, but even he thinks he's close to that form. And if he thinks he's close to that form, that's a big worry for, for Nadal.
1: Yes, Novak is feeling it. He's feeling like he's ready. He thinks this is his time to make that step and win a really big match. He's done well already reaching Roland Gower's quarterfinals, but fell to Cech He's done really well here making the semis, but it won't be remembered very fondly if he loses this match tomorrow. He knows this is the one he has to win. He needs to be the top two player to prove that he's back. And I think, Mm. is he back or is he not back? We'll know tomorrow night.
0: Yeah, you think that that this is the real measure of the man?
1: Yeah, for the, for this current phase, you know, for heading into the hard courts, if we can say, is he really a threat to keep winning majors? Mm-hmm. He needs to win this match first, otherwise, it's we have to kind of take a second look and see where he's at on the hard courts. But if he wins this match, I think he wins this title. We both agree on that, right?
0: I think so, and, absolutely. And
1: then he's off and running, or he could be off and running. He's you know, so it's it's gonna be it's fascinating the way these two match up. We we know about this rivalry. This is the fifty second time <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna play. They've met. Thirteen times of the majors and Nadal has had the upper hand. I don't I don't know offhand how many of those are on clay, but nobody has beaten Djokovic more at the majors than Nadal. That's nine times. Wow. But nobody has beaten Nadal more at the majors than Djokovic. Those four times. Um, Nole, eleven and three in the last fourteen. But again, this is similar to the last match we talked about. if a lot of their matches aren't really recent yeah. and they've been on clay and Djokovic wasn't the same player when they met in Rome, even a month and a half ago. So brand new ball game here. These two guys on grass, it's kind of, I think it's the perfect surface for them to meet. It's kind of interesting. It's sort of a neutral surface where mm-hmm. I think Nadal would, would still be able to beat Djokovic on hard or on clay right now, but on grass, I'm not too sure. Yeah. I mean, really, I really like Novak's game on grass. It's very nu- nuanced. His returns are excellent, which you need on the surface and like we said, he's getting better with each match at this point.
0: Um, In terms of sets, how many sets would you give... How many sets do you think this is going to go?
1: Four or five, for sure.
0: Okay. Yeah, I agree. Can't
1: see a straight setter. These guys are... <laughs> I think they're going to be... It's going to be tight, I think. I think we're going to see breaks, not too many. We're going to see enough. We're going to see a little flip-flopping, momentum shifts, all the stuff we've come to love with these two.
0: (laughs) In 52 uh, episodes (laughs) or more. Okay, so are we done with the men? Sure. Let's move on to the main event tomorrow, which of course is... No, it's not the main event tomorrow. What am I talking about? The main event on Saturday, which is the women's final. We now know our finalists... Angelique Kerber has made her second Wimbledon final, uh, and she lost in twenty sixteen to Serena Williams.
1: A rematch.
0: A rematch here, no less. I love it. I th- I think it's amazing. So let's let's start with Kerber. What do we think is the most amazing Kerber-esque feat that we saw today?
1: Just how stingy she is. You, men- <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned patience. The way she was able to just in her first meeting with Ostapenko, she was calm. She was poised. She executed a game plan. She made Ostapenko struggle early. She she didn't need to do much after a while because I think I think she knew like, hey, I'm in good shape. Ostapenko is not hitting the mm-hmm. ball all that clean and missing a lot. And she just held her ground and she won easily.
0: Yeah, she. I mean, I was surprised. We thought that this was going to be a three-setter for sure uh she came out swinging where we thought that Ostapenko would be well I mean Ostapenko was swinging just swinging for the back fence a lot and hitting the back fence a lot Mm. um and the frustration really began to show in the second set for Ostapenko it did she really I mean she was yelling at herself I don't think I've ever really seen her that annoyed um and she said and she she said impressed she said that she was being rushed and she couldn't set up for her shots she was being pressured and you know she just made mistake after mistake after mistake I mean if Kerber can play like that on Saturday then we're in for a treat
1: yeah I like the way Angelique Kerber played I like the way she served I like the way she moved the ball around and then the way she made Ostapenko work by staying in rallies you know pushing it to another stroke another stroke and then she just broke her down. It's beautiful, and i I think she has the capability of doing it against Serena as well.
0: Absolutely. I think um I think much like the Australian Open, if she gets that first set, then it's going to force a three setter if Serena wants to have a chance of winning. and I think if Angie takes it to three sets, it's hers.
1: I think she has the the advantage in terms of yeah the the stamina will be on her side right Correct. now she's the she's the fitter athlete. Serena's still working her way back into tip top shape. Uh, Serena obviously has the power and the serve, but but Kerber has all the tools to counter those I think this is going to be a fascinating matchup. I Think it should be a lot closer. It was close already in 2016 as we talked about earlier It wasn't a blowout. It wasn't a one-sided match And yet there was a there was a feeling that it was inevitable that Serena was going to win throughout that match And she did win this match. I think will be a lot closer and it's it's up. It's kind of like best player wins. There's so much history on the line here with Serena going for a 24th I major know. title. She's finally here on the cusp of tying Margaret Court. And Kerber going from a third for a third major title is a big deal as well.
0: And for, for Kerber, it'll be um, her first and It'll be titles at three three different slams, which in itself is a huge achievement. Uh, but I mean, I'm torn. I'm I'm genuinely torn. I don't know whether I want. Kerber to get that or I I don't know what I want more Kerber or or Serena uh to be that close but but she she said something very interesting press when you raised it with her that you know in the past we've seen her tie herself in knots when she got to 18 to you know to equal the greats when she got to 20 when she got to 22 yep. they took ages for her to get over the hump for those um and I just have a feeling that it's going to take her a while to get it. But something that she said that was very interesting um, was that she's like, you know, it's just a number, and I want to get many more of these if I can. That
1: was interesting. Yeah. You
0: know, that's a, that's the first time I've ever heard her sort of say, you know, I re- I'm, I don't just want to equal this record. I want to on another more. dominant wanna, run. Have yeah. another
1: dominant year, so to speak. Yeah. She's capable of it. This, yeah. This it's very exciting. This match. I'm just like. Just, I'm yeah. so excited. It's, it's easy to just look ahead and want it to happen right now. I wish they would play it tonight. I'd well, go back to the grounds.
0: Would you? <laughs> I'd be really peeved because I haven't done like the preview and I haven't done the oh, by yeah, the numbers. So you know, I'd, like, I'd prefer it to wait just yeah. a little bit. You know,
1: Kerber is one of the five players that have beaten Williams in a Grand Slam final. Though. It's one of the most difficult things in tennis to do. Yeah. She has that in her pocket. That will give her confidence as well. Of course this is Williams this is her territory. Seven Wimbledon titles going no. for her eighth, uh, not not an easy place to, to beat her at.
0: No, I think um I think we're in for a call card. I don't, I don't think this is gonna be a kvitova Bouchard type scenario where it's a complete whitewash no, absolutely at not. all. Uh I th- and I think given all the like doom and gloom by Manic Monday when all the top ten seeds are gone, uh ironically Kerber is the highest seed standing. At number eleven, yep and um, I think there's a there's an element of poetic justice that Serena, who was given a seed, uh, a seeding under pressure, and Kerber, who is the highest seed standing, are the two that are, are left to contest it. They
1: found their way through, and we have a top notch final through Absolutely. all of that. Um, let me ask you this: you were talking about Serena serving earlier how well is she serving can she serve better and will that shot be the be the shot that wins this final
0: well she's hitting 120 already now um and that's after that pectoral muscle injury that um took her out of Roland Garros and she waited I think it was the third or fourth round before she finally got up to that to that height Mm -hmm. so yeah I think she's gonna need that speed and that power to be working for her if it isn't She's going to be in a world of trouble with, with uh, Angelique because she. one thing that Penko said was that she, uh, Kerber's serving had been really tricky for her. Now, one of my frustrations with Kerber has always been that she's never utilised that lefty serve. Right. She's always treated it as a way to start the point and never really taken full advantage of that lefty serve. It sounds like she's finally beginning to learn that that is one of the weapons that you know, nobody can take away from her. And... Um, you know, she's going to put the pressure on Serena to have that 120-mile-an-hour serve f- consistent for three sets, mm-hmm. at, you know, two sets at the very least. I don't know that she can do that.
1: Yeah, there's. we'll have to wait and see it's... I think Serena really needs to get the free points if possible to avoid playing too much tennis from the baseline. I think, again, if it becomes a physical match, I think that Kerber gets an edge there. So Serena needs those free points. She needs a couple love holds, a couple quick quick service games, maybe get a lead in this match and... I think it's going to be important from, from the first ball. It's going to, everything's going to be crucial in this one.
0: I'll tell you what really impressed me today was that all this, all this uh, tournament we heard uh, Kerber saying that, you know, I need to play more aggressive, I need to play my game, I need to be much more forceful. You know what worked today? Patience. Patience and defence. Because she frustrated the living hell out of Ostapenko by being a war she could not get past Kerber, and I think, I think we're going to see that. I think Kerber is beginning to realise that, you know, I think maybe when she was with Torbin he was trying to tell her that, you know, you have to play more aggressive to play these power players. I don't think she realises that, actually, that ability to switch between offence and defence is a skill in itself. Yeah. Um. And she needs to not be scared to go back to her go-to and think that she's regressing if she goes back to being defensive because her strength is she can run all day long, Yeah. all day long.
1: And pressure points, it can be so effective when she gets that first ball, that second ball, that third ball back and she's, at, she's on defense in the rally and then suddenly she can shift to neutral and then she's in good enough shape to then take her forehand down the line and win some of those oh. points. It, it, it's real heartbreaker for an opponent. It was today for Astapenko, who made 36 unforced against 30 winners wow she just she just didn't just have any answers mantle,
0: yeah and and also the other thing that impressed me with Kerva is that this woman is getting as low as an earthworm on the grass yeah i mean geez she was like literally right down you know right down on the grass sniper style you know and that's with the best one in the world that's something that Serena is going to struggle to deal with um so you know my my, my bet is she'll take the first set Serena will fight back, uh, it'll be close, and then if Kerber gets it to a third set, it's Kerber all, all day long.
1: I have no <laughs> idea. Are you looking at me because you want me to tell you what's gonna, what my prediction is? Because I think Serena's going to do it. You really do? I think she's been through this a lot, this chasing of history, and she's had her troubles. I think she's got another level that she's going to bring out tomorrow, and I think she's going she's gonna to be like a bulldozer early. I think she's going to take the opener. So I'm kind of going the opposite direction. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but you're, you know, I worry about her going three. I think she might have to do it in straights, and it's not going to be easy. No. I'm, I'm not really con- convinced about any pick I would make here. But That's what thing, makes it so exciting. Yeah,
0: and the, the thing that makes, uh, that makes it lovely for me is that it doesn't matter. Um, for, for, you know, I love it when I, I could have either as a winner. And I wouldn't feel bad.
1: For sure. They're both, um, both I hate, great yeah. talents.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think it'll be worth. it. It's going to be a heartbreaker for whoever loses. But, and I think it's going to be a worthy winner. Yeah. So we will join you after what is going to be a long, long day with the men's semifinals. Let's see if we're right. Uh, and we're heading for a Djokovic-Anderson. anderson
1: Wimbledon final. Who would have picked that?
0: Well, Prior of, to the
1: Fortnite, I'll,
0: I'll go back and check the prediction challenge, but um, nobody. No, no. A lot of, to be fair, quite a few people picked pick Djokovic, but oh, of I'm course. pretty, I'm pretty sure that nobody had Anderson as a as a dark horse, seeded or otherwise.
1: Yeah, um, and maybe tomorrow we can talk about the women's final again because because it's a fun subject.
0: It is a fun subject. <laughs> it is a fun subject. You have of course been listening to Ross Sattel from Britwatch Sports
1: and Chris Otto from Tennis Now.
0: Bye bye. Bye bye.